Think Red Ink Ministries presents The Words of Jesus series with Don C. Harris Hello my friends and welcome once again to the Words of Jesus series. I'm Don Harris, your host and uh, your guide through the Red Ink. Um, what's wonderful about the the red ink is, is the guide and the author are one and the same. Uh, I, I'm not your guide. I'm not your teacher. I'm not your guru. The uh, only thing I'm here doing is, is um, my whole intention is to get you in touch with the one that is. Jesus said one is your teacher. Um, the apostles said you have no need that any man teach you. So what we want to do, what the whole purpose in this is, is to introduce and perhaps for some of you reintroduce uh, the uh, the scriptures uh, pertaining to what Jesus had to say to us and uh, see if they do, if they don't fit, uh, if, they're, if they're applicable for us today. Uh, uh, certainly they are. Perhaps the words are a little archaic and sometimes hard to understand, but uh, what we have to do is we have to find the thought behind them. And we have to listen for the Word of God as we read our Bible. Um, so, uh, that's, that's what I'm a-doing here, and I'm glad to have you as a part of it. We left off in chapter 30 of our book, the, um, where Jesus was teaching about the kingdom of God. He made some statements at the beginning of this that I kind of ran off with, chasing rabbits. I hope you don't mind. But um, uh, th there was an interesting concept that was, uh, I think, uh, introduced in this by just a few select words of Jesus that uh, are, are important or, or should at least be important to us. Uh, and we're going to have to stop and look at them and not just read over them and continue. Um, and when he was talking about the kingdom of heaven is likened unto a man who sowed good seed in his field, um, he, I think that what he's doing is, is he's, he's, he's drawing this picture, he's depicting... Um, uh, by use of agricultural terms, uh, when the earth was created, when, uh, and, and by the way, you know, this earth was supposed to be the kingdom of God. Um, we, we use the term now, the kingdom of God on the earth. When we talk about the kingdom of God on the earth, what it is, is we're expecting his kingdom to come. Well, there was a time when it was here, and he was king of the earth. And uh, so, yeah, it only had two subjects in it, but uh, his intention was to grow it. And we're going to talk about that as that goes on. But I think what he wants us to know here is, is you got some trouble with, the, with the, these trees growing in the garden? That God's saying, you know, th those trees are beautiful over there and they're wonderful and they have lovely fruit on them, but I don't want you to touch them. And you're thinking that this is wrong somehow? You're thinking that this was unfair on his part? And I think we explained this fully in the, in the last show, that uh, there was nothing unfair about that, but that uh, there's a certain amount of obedience between um, a father and his, and his children and between our God and his children. Uh, obedience is absolutely crucial. Uh, honor and respect to our father. Uh, Adam's sin was a lack of respect toward God. His uh, uh, Eve's sin, a lack of respect toward her husband. 
Uh, all these kind of things were, were uh, manifested because of uh, a basic lack of respect, a lack of love, a lack of trust, a lack of understanding of who they were, their sovereignty, their power, their rank and file, all these kind of things that you know, we still struggle with today. We still have problems in these areas. Uh, uh, trying to seek uh, power over other men and these kind of things, they constantly plague us because uh, these were the sins that were present in, in the Garden of Eden. And we inherited all this, all this, uh, this uh, bag of noise in our life. We got all that from uh, our ancestors, Adam and Eve. And they were given certain instructions that they should have followed. And had they followed those instructions, who knows what the earth would resemble today. Now, in this situation... Um, uh, to parallel the creation of the earth, the establishment of the kingdom of God on the earth, and of course the, when, it was, when the earth was first created, it was the kingdom of God. And, um, and when it was in that condition, uh, Adam and Eve decided to take it on themselves, disobey God, and do something that they were not supposed to do. And, and the... And the the mentality of the theologian, the preacher, the atheist, whoever, wherever the argument comes from, I hear it from time to time come out of nearly every segment of religious society from the atheist to the, to the, uh, the super religious. And that is how it's just a wonderment. It's a puzzlement. It's a, you know, why would God do that? Well, here you have this question is actually being posed to Jesus as, um, as, he's, as he, well, not posed to him, but certainly um, being posed to the character Jesus has created in this particular parable. The parable teaches that the man sowed his field with good seed. And if you remember that when, when, the Lord cre when uh, our Lord created the earth, the Bible says that he stood back and looked at it and noticed that it was what? Very, very good. It was good. Everything was fine. Everything was just fine. The workers came to the Lord of, this, of the field, the, the husbandman, and said, didn't you sow good seed in your field? Now, what they're saying is, is that um, are not the seeds of destruction among the seed that you planted? Think about this. Um, I've, I've learned as, uh, as my life has continued, uh, there is a saying, and I don't know who said it, but it was somebody in our political past, one of our presidents or someone. I, if you know, I'd love for you to tell me who it was that said it. But at the inception of every good thing, at the inception of of uh, uh, every um, uh, good event, uh, institution, you know, the, uh, when things are beginning, at that, at that beginning are present the seeds of its destruction. And, and it, it teaches people that if you are going to build an empire, uh, whether it's, you know, a financial empire, I don't care what you're selling, if you're selling brooms, you're... You've got, you know, delusions of, uh, well, I don't know if they're delusions. They may not be. But, um, 
you know, you've got the idea of creating not, you know, a broom store, but a broom empire, right? Uh, we want to we do things and do things well and do them big. We want to be successful. And the warning is, is you need to be very careful at the inception of that idea when this thing begins. Because it's back in those days when things begin are the seeds of its destruction. And do you know I have never found that not to be true? I've had a lot of projects come and go. A lot of them begin and fail in my life. I've seen it happen in my secular life, in the secular world, in the workaday world, even in the ministry, and even in uh, you know different uh, aspects of my own life. I've seen things happen where my intention was to do this, but the final outcome was destruction. And when I see uh, the cause of that destruction, I can go back and find the seeds of that cause way back at the beginning. It's always been, it may not necessarily always be true, but buddy, for me, it has never ceased to be true that whatever has destroyed me or my work or my dreams or my goals or whatever was present all along. Now, here you have the creation of the world, and essentially this is the kingdom of God that was on the earth before uh, it was destroyed. Um, but at that inception are the seeds of its destruction. Here, these men ask the, the man who sowed the seed, the wheat, Master, didst thou not sow good seed in thy field? Now, farmers know that you have to be careful where you get seed. Um, you have to be careful where you buy sand, where you buy anything that goes on the ground, uh, especially if it comes out of natural environments, because the difference in, essentially the difference in good seed and bad seed, are more than its, uh, it, its hybrid values and, and the strain of that particular uh, product or plant or whatever. But... The, uh, the problem of carrying weed seeds from one side of the nation to the other. Uh, these are some of the things that the Department of, Department of Agriculture are concerned about. Um, and you can buy seed that is, that's uh, actually you know, bagged or sold or provided by some company that really doesn't care so much. And you can get bad seed. Not that the seed that you bought, the wheat seed is good seed, but among it, are the seeds of its destruction, and which are the weeds that grow up out of there. And uh, so, you know, clean seed is, uh, is very, very expensive as compared to the cheap seed that they don't really care about that's, that's got weeds in it. It can happen, and it does happen, and it's disastrous when it does happen. This, this guy was asking the husbandman, you didn't cut corners, did you? You know, you did buy good seed, right? And he says, yes. Now, here's what we should understand about the creation of the world. We didn't have some narcissistic God that uh, uh, just gets a kick out of being, the, you know, the sadomasochist or the, the, one, uh, the sadist that wants to punish people. And he's going to do this. He's going he's to accomplish all this by creating a bad world for us to live in. 
Um, now, you will hear me tell you that it is the sorrows and the setbacks and the problems in your life that will perfect you. But we don't pray for those things. Friend, you don't have to. <laughs> They're coming. And, and you'll be tested on it. But God didn't create this world with these problems in it. But with his power, his grace, his power used on our behalf, as we encounter these problems, we can become better people because of him, because of what he's provided in his grace. But it's not him that's created these problems. Um, mostly everything that we can't explain, mostly everything that you know, causes incredible harm, you know, storms and and uh, uh, um, tidal waves. I almost said microwaves. We might find out that's a problem too. But, uh, you know, tidal waves and earthquakes, volcanoes, and, you know, the, the, all the troubles, the hurricanes, the things that, that plague us, um, we have in our society, I don't know how far back it goes, never really researched it, but these are known as what? You don't know? Go look at your insurance policy. You're going to be embarrassed. They're called acts of God. Uh, now I know God's not his name, and I know that doesn't necessarily, it may not necessarily mean exactly what it says, but it does, it does lend itself to the idea that God is doing these kind of things. I think that legally it means that there are things that are unexplained, that they're, they're unpreventable, there's nothing we can do about them, and, uh, and they just happen in our lives. Um, I, I, think that, I think perhaps the, the motivation for that term is innocent, but for somehow it just doesn't sit right with me, because I think that there are people on the earth that believe that bad things happen, um, and that God um, not only allows them, but orchestrates them. And, um, and there are times that... Uh, he does withdraw his hand from certain, uh, certain protections and such. Uh, but you'll find that a lot of times that originates with us and not a thought that originated in his head. He loves us. He, and Jesus said it's his good pleasure to give us the kingdom. You know, it's hard to reconcile that with a, with a God that decides to give you cancer to teach you something. Um, so, you know, we're going to have to balance a lot of these thoughts and just be a little more careful about the way we speak about our God. Now, Jesus is making it very clear here in this parable. If you couple this parable with the creation of the earth, he wants you to know a couple of things. Number one, I did sow good seed. There was nothing wrong with what I did. I, I did sow good seed. I had good intention toward you. You want to you wanna act like those trees or something? Some outlandish temptation that I would put there to, to check you out. Well, that, that's, not, that's not my way. Um, when I created the earth, I created it good. And the seeds that I planted were good seed. And the second thing he wants us to know is this. An enemy has done this. It was, it's really good for us to know, and, and, I, and I've said it out loud when discussing, um, you know, a horrible situation and, you know, some storm hits, you know, already ravaged Haiti or it, you know, comes in and wipes an island off of the map or, you know, and, and you, see, you see the, 
the destruction and the hurricanes and the you know the New Orleans is underwater and there's floods all over the earth and there's all kinds of problems people will will some people are very quick to say you know that's God's judgment oh really and why is that well that storm came on gay pride day so isn't it nice to know that God hates homosexuals as much as you do um, the truth is is that that's <laughs> yeah, now friend look there's no room for hatred in your life there's nobody you need to hate other than perhaps yourself and you know hate that enemy that's inside your shirt that's just fine but everybody outside your shirt you, you, you gotta love them what you gotta love them yeah the Bible says to love our neighbor well he's not my neighbor <laughs> well what is he your enemy the Bible also says love your enemies friend you're locked in you need to be nice to people nevertheless that storm came because um, well I mean the weather patterns came together and and it happened but I'm gonna tell you those those weather patterns that are all out of shape and all been out of shape and and causing all kinds of trouble that wasn't from the beginning um, you know there's there's strong scientific evidence that this earth was living inside of a of a cosmic bubble that uh, there was good weather all over the earth um, I mean according to some scientific research this is so I happen to believe that uh, as a matter of fact uh, if you have my DVD on the calendar uh, where we talk about the Creator's calendar uh, that is a, a, a huge influential factor in the reformation of God's calendar on the earth. If you're ever tempted to blame God for the horrible world we live in, I think Jesus wants us to know here that when this field was sown, it was sown with good seed. And if you're experiencing some kind of a problem, if the weeds in your life are choking you to death, you need to know that an enemy has done this. And... Uh, I don't think we have the capability of understanding, you know, a weed from uh, anything else, to tell you the truth. I think that a lot of times we root out things in our life that would help us later on, and we allow to live in our life things that are going to ultimately destroy us. We don't know what to pray for. We don't know what to do. What, so what can we do? All right, Don, big shot, tell us. What are we supposed to do? Well, I've told you over and over again. Keep his commandments. Never disobey your conscience. And take time every day to hear the voice of God. All right, you don't want my advice? Here's, here's, here's the, the Christian world's advice. Go to church. Be good. Don't smoke. Don't chew. Don't go with girls that do. Read your Bible every day. Pay your tithes. Get baptized. Join the church. Whatever their little list is. Uh, but you're talking to a guy that lived in that list for a while. And I come to find out that I just got worse and worse and worse. Uh, perhaps my habits changed. Perhaps there's many things about me that, you know, from the outward appearance, made a lot of changes. I spoke like they did. I talked like they did. I taught like they did. I preached like they did. Uh, but it wasn't doing me any good. Just, it just wasn't. Because I found that I had a relationship with my Bible and none with God. I had a relationship with my church and none with my Savior. Friend, that's a, that's a problem. If you are one who wants to blame our Lord God for whatever troubles are in the earth, 
and you want to believe that he created these things, you're not going to have the Lord Jesus behind you on this. His, his attitude is, an enemy has done this. And um, this is not an admission of, uh, uh, or a resignation to say, you know, there's nothing we can do about it. There are some things we can do about this, and probably should. But uh, I think that the, the origin of thought needs to be uh, very, very pure in that every word of God is good. Everything he's created is good. Everything he's created is in our best interest. And he loves us and cares for us. And uh, th these are all good things that we can have um, and, uh, and, and likely should. Jesus continues, But while men slept, his enemy came and sowed tares among the wheat. And when the blade was sprung up and brought forth fruit, then appeared the tares also. So the servants of the householder came and said to him, Sir, didst thou not sow good seed in thy field? From whence then hath it tares? I, th I think it's important that uh, he says, Whence then hath it tares? It's pretty obvious that the husbandman at this point answered his question, Did you not sow good seed in your field? I think that the husbandman at that point answered, Yes, I did. Because the next thing is said is, well, then whence then hath it tares? Uh, in other words, if what you're saying is true, then why did this happen? Um, uh, you will find that little construct of question throughout your life and throughout, uh, and it's even in the scriptures. Even poor little Gideon, you know, when the angel showed up to, to see Gideon, he said, uh, he said something that... Uh, to Gideon about the Lord is with Israel. And Gideon said, well, if the Lord's with Israel, then why have all these things befallen us? Talking about the Midianites coming in, taking all their grain and burning what they couldn't haul off. And, and, so, and when the angel came to Gideon, he was hiding you know, corn shocks in the woods from the Midianites. And he was really irritated about it. But he listened to the construct of his question. If God is good, if God is for Israel, then why are all these things happening? And you'll find that construct in many of your own questions. It's kind of it's within us. And Jesus is taking that in hand at this particular point. And he says, if you did sow good seed, then why has these things happened? Where do these weeds come from? And Jesus is trying to make it clear to him and to everyone else today that... An enemy has done this. Jesus is kind of drawing a line in the sand here. He's saying, you need to know who your enemy is. And who was it? One of our famous generals in our history said, know your enemy. Was that one of our generals? Maybe not. But you should know your enemy. And friend, I don't think a lot of times we know our enemy. Just like we've constructed a, a Santa Claus kind of a God, you know, the ho, 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 and tell me what you want, and I'll give it to you, God. We have created a devil of opposite, um, opposite characteristics, like, you know, he's over there, God is saying ho, 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 and he's over there going, hey, 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 he's the witch, the wicked witch of the West. And we've created both of these beings, and we've set them both on our shoulders, which, by the way, is a... Is a uh, a derivative of Muslim culture, 
and we have these uh, so-called angels or God and the devil whispering in our ear. We've actually created this dichotomy of power over the earth that essentially we don't know either one of these beings. And uh, I, don't, I don't really recommend that anybody study the devil, but perhaps you need to give him a second look. He's got a different, he's got a different plan than you might think he does. He's, just, he's not out in the world sowing cocaine. He's out there sowing in the, in the hearts of men, uh, in the hearts of men and in the minds of men, a character that does not prevent cocaine. He, he's not out there tempting uh, us with, with sex, drugs, and rock and roll, but he's out there keeping out of our minds the protective spirit of God that keeps those kind of things at bay in our life. If you don't know your enemy's strategy, if you don't understand that his, his purpose is not to poison the ground that nothing grow, but to plant weeds that will slowly but effectively choke the life out of the wheat, you don't understand the, the process of, of good versus evil in this earth. You don't know how to pray. You don't understand what's going on in your life. When what an what a impoverished place for a Christian who's supposedly full of the Spirit of God to be. It's very, very sad. Well, these are the beginnings of our understanding of the world. I hope you enjoy this. Our time is gone for today. Uh, I'd love to hear from you. Write to me. quickest way to do that is to send me an email. Just to don at thinkreading.com. I'd love to know how you're hearing the broadcast, what you're listening to, or what you're watching, where you are. And if you have a question or comment, I'd love for you to include that too. All right, the time has come for us to go. We're going to see you next time uh, here on the Words of Jesus series. Bye-bye, my friend. You've been listening to Don C. Harris of Think Red Ink Ministries. Email don at thinkredink.com. That's thinkredink.com. Join us again for the next episode in the Words of Jesus series.